There is nothing wrong with your internet. Do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your settings. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 106 of Sci-Fi Talk on the Fangirl Zone, a podcast where we discuss shows on the Sci-Fi Channel. I'm Sean Fangirl S. And I'm Steve, and tonight we'll be discussing episode 11 of season 2 of Winona Earp. Oh my gosh. I'm telling you, they are just going so crazy with these shows on Friday night. It's killing me. Yes, they this are. this episode was making me, like, try not to pull my hair out. It's like, oh god, what are they doing? <laughs> uh, so let's start with reading news quote so we can jump into this crazy one. All right. Episode 11 brought in a 0.13 in adults 18 to 49 with 0.478 million viewers, dropping it to 89th overall for the evening on cable. And the live plus seven days for episode nine did not break into the top 25 of any of the ratings. Which really surprises me. Yes, it does. Because there was, I, I don't know, it seemed like everybody was tweeting about it when I went back and was looking at that. Yeah, and I believe it probably, I know there was a note down there saying that, yes, there were X number of shows that tied with some percentage, but they went by total viewers to figure out which one should be listed. So. Oh, okay. Well, let's jump into episode 11. Gone as a girl can get. Allies become enemies when a vengeful wish goes awry. <laughs> you think? Yeah. And this, I had so many questions. Yeah. So many. And no, it did not answer all of them. I'll tell you that. No, right now. it wouldn't because it's a what if episode. I know. Ugh. Yes, I was angry. Okay, so what if? It's time for the what if episode. Every show has one. In this case, what would happen if Winona never existed? I feel like I'm like some weird announcer right now on The Price is yes. Right. Yeah. <laughs> One big distinction to be made here is that there's a huge difference between the world where Winona never came back on her 27th birthday and a world where she never existed in the first place. A bunch of these elements might be the same, especially those surrounding Doc and Dolls, but Waverly would have been a different person than the one that we met this week. And that, I believe, is completely true. Oh, yeah. Completely. But, okay, again, what if? And I believe you and I were were texting this that night after the whole thing with, okay, she's gone. And we start with seeing, well, Doc. Well, actually, we've seen it at the, last, the end of the last episode. But Doc right. is back in the well. Yeah. And it's like, what the hell? But he's not really stuck in this well. But all the questions kind of start, like, rolling through oh yeah immediately and it starts with this because he remembers winona but why does he remember and nobody else does well i think it's because he grabbed the trophy just at the right time to where his memory wasn't erased okay but again like 
and we're going to get into all these different things. But so if Winona never existed, then you have like the whole domino effect. And I I believe that we kind of discussed this. And, and guys, I'm sorry, this is probably going to be a longer episode because of these questions that I have. Oh, absolutely. Okay. So Doc remembers because he grabbed the trophy. That's how we're saying this. Right. But, okay, he got out of the well originally because of Winona. Right. The widows were there because of what happened with Winona and Willa. So if Winona yes. was never there, nothing ever happened with Willa in regards to her coming back and saving Bobo or trying to leave with Bobo. I mean, it's like a whole domino effect. The widows wouldn't be there. Doc would still be in the well. Dolls would never, and Black Badge, just in general, should never actually be there. Well, the, that's not necessarily true. That's true. No, you're right, because they were always watching the Ghost River Triangle. Yes. Okay, but why did Doc actually set up shop as opposed to just watching it? Where was Bobo? Because, yes, he was brought back to life, but then shouldn't he have never actually been gone? And where's Gus? What happened to the sheriff? It's like I have just this like huge amount of questions, because if nothing ever happened because she wasn't there, then, and we find out later, you know, like with the Iron Witch, that they thought it was this issue, but it wasn't. It happened further back. So I don't understand all of it, which <laughs> is pretty obvious if you were able to see all the stuff I was sending to Steve. Right. <laughs> so I guess we'll just start in here. It's just, I like I said, I am a little confused. So I will just sit here and we'll discuss the episode as is, and you can try to calm my fears, but. I don't know, this one's a weird one. So, like I said, Doc was back in the well, but he's screaming that he wants out, and then we have Stevie, who's at his aid, which we don't know why he's actually there, but I love it because he's like, you said you didn't want to hear from me until you found it. And he's like, get me out of here. He's like, what's wrong with the ladder? And then Doc just turns around like, oh, well, I look foolish. Yeah. And Stevie refers to him as boss. Right, which again, weird. And he's just like, okay, I'm just going to roll with this for a minute. And he discovers he has keys in his pocket, but they don't seem to be for the vehicle. Right. And Doc is now living on the homestead with a whole bunch of revenants. Why? That's big question number one there, to me anyway. But Stevie informs him that Doc mentions that he must find a woman named Winona. And they're like, who the hell is Winona? But he says Earp, and he's like, no, 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 you said we can't say that. It's, like, illegal. And then they kind of, like, wide shot this, and you see somebody hanging upside down from the sign. Yeah. Like, they're playing, you know, pinata with this guy, which is the same thing that we see in the picture from way back, which was, oh, wait, was that supposed to be Wyatt, or was that supposed to be Winona's dad? I'm having a total brain fart right now, like, in the picture originally that we've seen. Let's see, that wasn't, I don't think that was... I think that was supposed to be the dad, dad. wasn't it? Yeah, maybe it was the dad, but they didn't kill him. Right. So it's like, okay, who the heck is this supposed to be? Is it just one of the other revenants that they're just having fun with? Which is weird, but revenants are weird. Or it could be um, just one of the town people that the revenants decided they were going to pick on that day. That's true. Since nobody seems to be stopping anything that's weird happening... Right, and you see the holiday house on the sign instead of her. Right, I'm like, what is happening here? 
I don't understand any of it. And again, question marks abound, but it gets weirder because suddenly Doc ends up going into the barn and finds Rosita, who's pissed because she is using, I don't know, whatever ammo she has to blow up, blow holes into the picture of Doc Holliday. And she's like, I'm going to need another one of these, please. This one is full of holes. And he like looks at her. He's like, what are you doing here? And she has a chain around her ankle. And she's like, you have me here cooking up these drugs that are for you to sell, but I don't even know why I'm here, why I'm doing this. But she is still a revenant. And again, Doc is finding out all this stuff that makes him look like a total jerk. Yeah, Bobo Jr. Oh, even worse, I feel. Yeah. (laughs) And nobody has a clue who Winona Earp is. No. So Doc, as he's trying to talk to Rosita, because he still thinks she's the Rosita that he knows, like, unlocks her from, I don't know why he has her locked up in there, really. I mean, is she that, does she hate you that much or whatever? But she's like, bye. And peace him out and runs out. And he's just looking completely lost. Like, what the hell happened? Right. And then it gets weirder. <laughs> yes, it does. Because we're at the station and we see Mercedes. And let me tell you, finally, I know that's not some weird little headpiece. That's like her head. We talked about right. that. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was one of those weird, like, feathery little hats, but no, that's just her weird head right now, turning into weird green lumpiness. I don't know how else to explain that. That's pretty good. She's, like, turning into a zombie or something. But she's in the cage that she was in previously, but she seems to know what's happening. Right. And what kills me, and you're going to have to help me with this, why does she want them to know who Winona is? Well, I don't think she wants them to know. She wants to see if they know. Because she keeps saying, like, oh, you're so close. You're so close. And then it'll help. That's why I didn't understand that. Right. I think she was just basically teasing them about this because she's knows that Winona is no longer there. And so she's just ecstatic. Oh. But there is no air to put them to stop them. See, I thought if there was no air there, then she knew they were, because, how do I put this? Because they said, you know, the air is out of time, or right off time. I don't know how they put it exactly. Then that means, like, her timeline and everything that they are looking for would not be there. That's why I thought she wanted them to remember. Right, no, I think it was, it's just the opposite. Oh, okay. Is with Winona, they were on a timeline. Without Winona, they're not on a timeline. So they've got all the time in the world to raise Clutie. Oh, okay. That makes a little more sense. But, oh, hey, look, Doc pops up. And Dolls and Jeremy are like, what the hell? Yeah, and they're ready to shoot him. Right. And this is what I thought was weird, because Doc's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait, we're friends. And it's like, um, you're living on the Earp homestead. You have a bunch of revenants, and you have Rosita locked up. Maybe you need to start being like, hmm, maybe things are really off right now. Yes. But the fact that he was there and trying to explain things, and I really thought they were going to be like, wait a second, this is really strange. This isn't And you actually see a little bit of that as Dolls kind of shakes his head like he's trying to remember something, but it's just not there. Okay. But apparently Doc has been such a jackass. Because even we have Sheriff Hot, since I have no idea what happened. We just know that he's not there exactly. 
yeah. The sheriff is gone. Doc's like, you guys have to remember. And so Sheriff Hot comes in and just knocks him unconscious because Doc and Jeremy either wavered just long enough where, like you said, they're trying to remember or something kind of is niggling at them in their head. Right. But Hot's just like, oh, no, you're a jackass. Yeah, we're taking you down. And so weird that they don't just put him in like a cell. They throw him in with Mercedes. Yes. I mean, first of all, that space is really small. Yes. And yeah. Mercedes with her giant dress, it's like, good God, woman. I don't even know what all that stuff's called. A bustle. Like, her bustle's yeah. so big, and she's all stooped over like she's falling apart. It was weird that I, I felt that he put him in there, I don't know, like, why? To try to get information, hopefully that one would be able to tell the other. I'm thinking that's probably why he did that, was to... If nothing else, get rid of one problem. Yeah, okay. And yet, Mercedes seemed to have no power. Right. Which was interesting. And that's another reason I started thinking, maybe because the timelines are off, she doesn't have any any real power anymore. I think it's more that she has probably been in captivity long enough to where she's weak. Okay. Well, I was also thinking that maybe, like, Winona took a ton of venom, but I didn't know. Right. It could be anything. Since this mm-hmm. is a what-if episode, everything is kind of, like, out there for possibility. Yeah, I mean, you could possibly say that Doc was the one that ends up putting Bobo down, or Bobo hadn't made it back because the Earp air hasn't oh. shown up. Yeah. Oh, my God. There's just too many questions. Yeah. <laughs> this just had so many questions, and I know you guys are right there with me. But anyway, we'll move on, since there's so many more questions to be answered. Right. Like Nicole, sitting at her desk, talking to a deputy that apparently is really incompetent. <laughs> Very. Oh my gosh, this guy made me want to slap him. Why <laughs> do I have that. a missing persons report with it crossed out and it says pet? Well, like, oh, my God, this guy. But she looks at a picture of Nedley, and she's like, I'm doing the best I can. It's like, what the hell happened? I don't remember why Nona's saving him from something other than the sisters. Right. And that's what happens. And in this reality, he died at the hands of the widows looking for third seal. See, I would think since she wasn't there, he never had it. That's why I'm like, how did that domino effect happen? This is why I'm crazy. Right, exactly. Is you say, okay, well, why would uh, Cludy's rings point to the law if Nedley didn't have the ring and Nicole never had the ring? Why would the ring? It was still with Doc. Why would yeah? (laughs) Why would the ring ever be off his finger? Right. Uh, And this is where it's like I start getting a headache because I've gone cross-eyed. Yeah. (laughs) But it's so weird because all of a sudden. Nicole kind of pipes up. It's like, oh my god, okay. And she put on, I think, lip gloss. The clock strikes noon and in walks Waverly in her shorty's outfit with yes. lunch for Nicole. And we know that Waverly's engaged because she needs to do a change of name. And she's talking to Nicole. She's like, oh, you guys are the, like the DMV now too, right? I can just do everything here. And Nicole's like helping her fill out everything. And she's like filling in the name, you know, like the middle name and, and and her birthday, and Waverly's like, 
oh, you know that? She's like, uh, oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and we also see Nicole wearing her wedding ring. Yes. Which was weird, because then she's like, why am I wearing this? So, okay, wait, there's another question. What, Nicole wouldn't have been married? That has nothing to do with Winona. That doesn't make sense. Right. Yeah, I don't know why we even see that. That, that you know, unless Winona not being there somehow affected her and Shay's fling in Vegas. Yeah, it does. it's weird. And yes, I'm very. confused. But Waverly also isn't using the name Earp. She's using the name Gibson. Right. Which turns out that's what Gus's last name was. Yes. However you want to look at it. Because Gus isn't dead. Right. And this is something that I I noticed somebody brought up on Twitter. It's like, oh, my God, I thought she was dead because it's been so long. We didn't know where she was. Right. Yeah. No, she packed up and left town. She said, I can't deal with this anymore. I need to get out of here. Oh, it's just crazy. But then, like, Waverly is just opening up to Nicole. And she's just like, I don't know why. I'm opening up to you, but, you know, oh, my last name's Erp. My dad and my sister Willow were slaughtered, and so nobody likes the last name, so I changed it. And then, of course, Doc took over the homestead. So was Doc the one that helped take her father and, like, kidnap Willow or kill Willow in this reality? It's very possible. So weird. (laughs) It sure is. I'm telling you, I have just, I don't think I'm ever going to get past this one in regards to questions. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> All right. So no, this episode definitely left us with more questions than answers, but it was supposed to. Yeah, I just thought they were gonna do like they would have to go way back and change a, but that would I think be more than one episode to change an entire oh, series absolutely. like that. Yeah, but there's other weirdness that happens right outside the police station because super rich and successful Perry is standing out there. And that's who Waverly's engaged to. But if Winona's not there, how did Perry survive that genie? <laughs> See? See? This well, is or maybe, right. Yeah. We, uh-huh. how did they survive the 10 year curse? Yeah. Yeah. He got rich because of that. Now, now maybe they didn't do that and was still able to win the championship and he became fairly well off anyway, but it sure. Definitely screws with the timeline yes. massively. Yes. Erg. It's like the other po- bad guys didn't exist or something. Right. But this is where we get back to where we get a little more along our timeline that he's looked into who murdered her father and sister. Which could be good or bad. Right. And she is not happy that he went behind her back and withheld this information from her. which. Sounds real familiar, doesn't it? Uh, you think? <laughs> yeah, so that part of um, Waverly has not changed. Sure. And Perry mentions that he's in a mental hospital. And why on earth would that be? Because he's crazy? Well, he always <laughs> was, but he's like <laughs> super crazy now? Yeah, extremely. Because <laughs> Waverly uh, enters the padding r- padded room, and there's a man lying curled up in the corner. And he gets up, turns around, and it Bobo Del Rey. Yeah. I'm like, okay, how is he here? How long has he been here? And how has nobody noticed that he's not aging? Right. But that's beside all the billions of questions that I have. But she asks him how he knows her. 
and why he's the one who supposedly killed her family. And he's just going on and on about a spell. There's a cloud, and there's a Winona-shaped hole left in the world. Right. And, I mean, he sounds, at this point, like, super loco. And I love it, because Waverly's like, why does everybody keep saying that name? And I love it, because then Waverly's like, just tell me why you killed my, my dad and my sister. But Bobo, in his craziness, starts saying that, you know, Waverly's his angel, and everything is permanent, but not. Right. Which was weird. But how is he her angel? God! Yeah. And he reveals that Winona is the one who actually killed their father and Willa. So we actually have two people there in town that know, that are still aware of the previous timeline. Right. Bobo and Doc. Which I don't understand why Bobo would be one that knows. Because he didn't touch anything. Right. But he came back unexpectedly. Okay. Remember, he just popped up after Winona was dead for 77 seconds. Okay. So that's got to be what has kept him aware of Winona, I guess. And does this mean that Willow's really dead, or is she still just, like, missing in this episode, you know, in this timeline? No, she is dead. Okay. Ah, oh, ay, Right. And it doesn't, you know, you go, okay, well, how did that happen? And you, there's just no way to know how that happened. <sighs> I, I you know, can't unless it, you know, her father was still the heir, and he somehow opened the the gate to let all the other, you know, the widows in and everything else in. Hmm. Uh, so we should be going way back. Right. Okay. Ah. Uh, well, let's head over to Beth, who we freaked out because she had the seal and she was going into the church last episode. Or what was right. left of the church. And, well, things aren't going so well for her. No. She's not able to uh, break the spell by herself. And that was interesting, because she's like, break, damn it! And then all of a sudden, this weird, like, blue flame kind of pops up. And it's showing, like, I guess it's supposed to be two people. And she's like, of course, it takes two. As she's yeah. mumbling that she has to basically find her sister. Right, which she doesn't want to do. I wouldn't want to either. You've seen Mercedes' head. It's weird. Oh, yes. Everything else about her body was pretty weird, too. Oh, the head was the worst. Although, if, yes. if there's any cosplayers that did, like, going into a zombie kind of Mercedes, I would love to see how you did that makeup on your head. Oh, yeah. That would be awesome. Okay. Well, Beth does finally go to the police station. She's like, like I said, grumbling the whole time, like, stupid sister, I gotta save her. My stupid sister wife. And uses her really bad breath to break the windows. Right. <laughs> well, that means Doc gets to get out, too. And Doc is not just running, because the widows take off, and Doc's, like, looking at Jeremy, explaining things that there's no way Doc should know. Right. Yeah, he's opening the gun safe. Right. Getting his stuff, telling Jeremy, you, I told you you'll never hit your target if you keep all your weight on your back foot. Which, side note, I know that because I always screw up. <laughs> really bad but how else would doc know that i mean it's right. not just because he's looking at jeremy in that moment i mean it might be but come on but he keeps talking to jeremy and he's like convincing him that he is not the doc that they think he is right that they are in an alternate reality and it was weird because he's saying all this like secret stuff that jeremy's just like uh what how do you know this and then doc puts his hat on jeremy's head which of course 
Jeremy's like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> that part of Jeremy has not changed. This romance will survive anything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was, it was kind of cute and sweet. Yes. But, you know, they're like, all right, come on. We're off to Shorty's. I got to find some stuff. And Jeremy's like, can we get drinks later? And Doc takes his hat back. He's like, okay, too much. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> he still doesn't know where the line is. No. <laughs> Not at all. So Doc's heading to Shorty's. So why don't you take us with Shorty's? Because this was a little rough for me. Right. Because Waverly's there opening a box that contains some family heirlooms. And she finds some old weathered photographs of family members that supposedly had the Earth curse, which then she had denounced as BS. So she never actually did all the research then? No, that she had done in the original timeline. She also locates her mother's wedding dress and puts it on. Yes, marveling at it in the mirror. Then Doc walks into the bar and Waverly grabs a shotgun and points it in his direction, knowing his reputation in this reality. Right. And that hurt me. Oh, absolutely. Oh, it just hurts so much. But, you know, he's like trying to talk her down. And then Waverly is talking about some of the stuff that he's done, too. And I'm like, oh, God, this hurts so bad. How yes. could Doc be this horrible person? But we have dolls come in and, of course, pointing a gun. But doesn't Doc at this point say something to Waverly, like, to take cover? I don't want you to get hurt. Or he right. says something to her that she's like, wait a minute. Right. Why would you say this? Oh, oh he calls her baby girl at some point, doesn't right. he? Right. Yeah. And that was weird, and, I mean, in this reality, nobody is calling her baby girl, because that was just what Winona always called her. Right, and that was something that gave Waverly that shake your head, and something's trying to get through, but I don't know what it is, but, wow, this is weird. Right. <laughs> Dolls? Oh, this, oh, God, this is going to be painful, talking about this. Yeah. Because Dolls almost didn't pause. Right. He he shoots at Doc, who dives on, like, what, behind the pool table or something? Right. And then Doc's like, listen, lizard guy. And, like, he's talking about stuff he shouldn't know. Right. He's describing Doc's powers. And what Black Badge has been doing. And he's just like, what? Wait, what? Yeah, how can you know this? But then Doc, when he's like, I don't have time for this. We're on a deadline here. And he shoots right. dolls in the shoulder, and all you see is his blood. And he was like, wah, wait. Yeah, you're supposed to be wearing your bulletproof vest, and you're not. Oh, crap. Yeah, because he says it all. He's like, you never leave the station without your bulletproof vest. What are you doing? And right there, I'm kind of shocked Dolls wasn't like, what? how do you know that? Right. But instead, he shoots Doc right in the stomach. There's no coming back from that. No. And Waverly goes to him, and she seems upset. And she's like, why am I upset? Yeah. Oh, God. I think everybody was upset. Oh, yeah. Everybody on Twitter was just, what is going on here? Right. It's like, okay, scorched earth or what? Yeah. Because Dolls takes advantage of Waverly occupying Doc to uh, make his way out. And he gets away. I assumed he was going for his serum. Yeah. Don't know where he was headed. He, he Apparently that shot to the shoulder was a little more... Uh, devastating than we originally thought it might be. Yeah, maybe more towards the chest area as opposed to right. the shoulder. Uh, 
Yeah. Doc's final words, he urges Waverly to locate the Iron Witch and break the trophy, thus effectively destroying the spell. And only Winona can save them. And then he passes. Yeah, because nobody else was freaking out right then. No. (laughs) But Jeremy ends up finding dolls. And dolls is dying. And he's crying. And he's like, I killed Doc. But it, it was empty. And I'm like, oh, my God. And they, the last thing they all say is, like, why, the name Winona. Mm-hmm. And they're like, I'm dying. I'm sure everybody with the fandom was probably in tears. Oh, absolutely. And, yeah, the fact that Dolls said it was just, it left me empty inside after killing him. Right. But then again, I kind of feel like that would happen no matter what. But maybe that's just me. You know, you're yeah. like so focused on getting somebody and then you take them out and it's, you don't have that like triumph moment. Right. Oh God. I, I'm just shaking my head. It's, it's rough with this one. Yeah. Now we can talk a little bit about Doc and Dolls as one might expect. If neither of these men had ever met Winona Earp, they would have become much harder, more asshats versions <laughs> of themselves. That's true. Doc way and, over the top. Right. And and of course, Dolls is still very, by the book, very stern and willing to lock up Doc with the widow, even if he did know she couldn't really kill him too badly. Mm-hmm. And um, but then again, this Dolls was also willing to work with the Revenant to infiltrate Doc's gang and try to bring him down, which we'll get to in a little bit, which was another head shaker. Right. And he's still fundamentally a decent guy who's trying to kill demons and who's devoted to his role as a member of Black Batch. Which he hasn't started questioning them yet. Right. Now, what Winona brought to him was less goodness and more levity, and even a willingness to bend the rules and to see Black Badge more for what it is than what he wants it to be. So that's what Dolls is missed with Winona being there. Okay. Now, of course, Doc, meanwhile, is a whole different story. When he first climbed out of the well, he was an opportunistic asshat who sent a shadow demon after Waverly to win favor with Bobo. He fully admitted two weeks ago that Winona is the reason he became a better person. And without her, there is very little incentive to turn his life around. And instead, we discover that he's become the leader of the Revenants took over the Herb homestead, and became a drug dealer for reasons unknown, but probably related to money. Yeah, that would make and, sense. Yeah, and justifying Rosita's role in his, in this whole thought experiment, so, making her make the drugs. So just wondering, if she's chained up in this reality, making the drugs, is it because he found out she was working with Black Badge? It's very possible. Okay. Very possible. Interesting. Yes. So we get to see not only how much has changed as a result of Winona's ceased existence, but also how much Doc has changed since the first season, all through his ever-growing appall and disappointment. I think even from the flashback, you see how different he is. Right. Not the flashback, her journey. You know what I mean, though. Yeah, right. The the vision quest to the past. Thank you. And from what we saw there, it was it's very easy to see. That Doc could have turned out this way. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. I just don't see how it was him or Bobo. That's the thing that I, I was kind of questioning. But I mean, I, Bobo went crazy and Doc became a jackass. So 
Right. <laughs> I guess, who would you rather follow, the jerk or the guy who's locked up? At that point, I can see it. Right. So, I don't know, though, because of the love triangle thing. I mean, they respect each other, they like each other, they work with each other. I still kind of don't like the whole love triangle, but... Right. That's because I hate when you're like, oh, well, you have to have these two people together, but that's me. That's not the entire fandom. No. That's just me, I think. Yeah. (laughs) But that's me with almost every show when they do something like that. Right. All right, so let's head to the Iron Witch. Uh, Nicole picks up a distraught Waverly. Uh Uh-huh. She decides to skip work and help Waves pin down the Iron Witch. Which was interesting. Yeah, we get that um, line from Waverly about uh, Nicole's uh, perfume. Oh, smelling like vanilla vanilla. donuts. Yeah. And then the line from Nicole, too. I do so many things to you. It's like, what? What? Yeah, what? (laughs) Yeah. It's like, well, okay then. And I'm sorry, but when they got to the Iron Witch's house, I'm like, ha! Yeah. Got what you deserve. Yeah, yes. I, there was a lot of, like, air punches. I'm like, yeah! <laughs> exactly, because Greta informs them that her life has gone down the toilet since casting the spell. Her sister is still dead, for starters. Because she just Re- blamed Winona for that. Right. And it was never Winona. No. And the remnants are Roman free, hanging out at the homestead in droves, and short everything sucks for her. Poor thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and she's missing an eye. Yeah, she's had it pretty rough. I don't. But know she is able to break the spell for a few seconds, so Nicole and Waverly can see what life is actually supposed to be. And Wave realizes in those seconds of clarity that she betrayed Winona in order to save Nicole, the woman she loves. Ah, it was sweet. But at least they were able to hold on to that when they came back. Right. So even though we're back in the non-Winona world, they know what's happening. (laughs) Right. And Greta tells them that they must destroy the trophy, which is buried on the homestead in order to bring Winona back. Oh, great. That'll be easy. Sure it will. A homestead that's crawling with revenants. Right. Yeah. And no Winona Earp to uh, put them down. Right. Yeah. No pressure. Yeah. So Waverly returns to the mental hospital. For another chat with Bobo, telling him that she wants to get on the homestead. Why does she think he's going to know? Probably because he had already mentioned Winona to her. Okay. Oh, wait. She knows what happened, so she knows, essentially, he gave her something to bury. Right. Oh, yeah. There, I just talked it out. (laughs) Duh. So, uh, Bobo convinces Waverly to untie And we see them walking free from the padded room. And, of course, Bobo gathers everything on his way out to make him look like Bobo Del Rey once again. Now, I had a question here, because the whole fur coat thing was to keep the one guy from finding him who had Willa, but he still grabbed a fur coat. Right. Which I'm like, hmm, what's that about? Yeah. (laughs) So. Uh, That was a little bit of a head-scratcher there for me. Yes. And, of course, it's just absolutely awesome to see them climb into the getaway car with Nicole as the driver. Right. Like, (laughs) yes, Nicole. Oh, and then we have our science geeks, kind of, sort of. Yes. Jeremy uh, 
is at the meeting place where he's supposed to find Rosita. However, Rosita zooms up behind him and puts a gun to his head. And you go, what is going on here? Yeah, there was a lot of that happening. And Jeremy informs Rosita that Doc and dolls are dead and this reality isn't real. And she was and, like, no, 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 that can't be it because I, I, I'm here. I know this. I know this. And then Jeremy, I love it when he's like, what did you have for breakfast this morning? Now right. that above everything else, not because he's like, how did you start working at, with Black Badge? How right. did you right. end up on the homestead? Blah, 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 blah. But when he's like, what did you have for breakfast this morning? That, I think, is the one thing that actually caught her, like, wait a second. Right. I might forget all the other stuff because of stress or whatever or been killed because she's a revenant. But how do I forget that? Yeah. When that's supposed <laughs> to be, say, like eight hours ago. Right. And it's great that they uh, come to the conclusion that Black Badge is behind all of this. I don't blame them. <laughs> no. They've been harboring secrets. Right. Especially when they're like, oh, it must be mind-altering drugs. And then Rosita's like, what if it's the I... stuff that I'm making? <laughs> so they're thinking, holy crap, it's all my fault. We need to do something. Something completely right. different from the actual reality, but... It gets them there. Yeah, yeah well, I guess whatever helps. <laughs> right, so they head back to Holiday House. <sighs> now, of course... That just makes me mad, too. <laughs> right. The Garner sisters are... Performing the seal-breaking spell in tandem, again, no luck. Beth blames Mercedes for being too weak. I was starting to freak out. I'm like, oh, my God, they're going to break yeah. it. Why not that there? What's happening? Yes, but Mercedes is withering away quickly, apparently. Oh, yeah. Did you see her head? Yeah. <laughs> okay, out, we get to uh, outside the homestead where Bobo tells Waves to dig under the hamster. Pikachu. Yeah. And you go, oh, Waverly, you're after our own heart. She was just a child. Yeah. And then I totally forgot about the talisman. So, yeah, Bobo having to explain the talisman is neutralizing the ground. And that's why all the revenants are there. So you dig it up and poof, everybody's going to be gone. Right. And I'm like, oh, okay. Sounds easy enough. Except not. Yeah. Because they're like, the ground's frozen. Well, what did you expect? It's like the middle of winter. Yeah. Now, of course, Bobo heads to the homestead, thinking he's going to uh, take over from Holiday, but he's uh, not quite accepted as what he was expecting, that's for sure. Oh, yeah, that's true. But wasn't he telling them to hurry up, too, because he's seen the widows? Yeah. Now, do we think that it would have knocked the widows off the homestead? Probably. Okay. Now, of course, a single revenant walks outside and discovers Waverly and Nicole frantically digging, but fortunately Nicole is a damn good shot and <laughs> takes out one shot. Yeah, and then they're like, oh, forget it. We're just going to go and try to find the trophy. What the hell? Is it good? Right. Maybe you dig that first. I don't know. And of course, they run into the homestead and we see the, you know, we're back to the beginning of the episode where chaos reigns and everybody's fighting and Nicole's shooting at revenants as they try to make their way into the barn. And once they get there, they encounter Jeremy and Rosita. Of course. Ay, ay, ay. Because nothing's going to be easy. Then they're like, uh, don't watch that gun. Don't shoot anything in here because this whole place is going to go boom. Yeah. Wired to explode. And of course, about this time, Waverly's phone rings. 
And it's Perry. <laughs> Poor Perry. Can't catch a break with the Earp sisters. No, because Waverly's already put him off three times. And this time, it's for good, as she tells him she thinks she's gay. Which Nicole's like, huh? Oh? <laughs> yeah. Ears perked up. Oh. But the widows find Bobo. And in all the fighting, they're like, um, we got something to talk to you about. So. Right. You're coming with us. I love the fact that all this insanity is going on. The widows are so singularly focused on Bobo because they're like, all right, he's got to know something. Right. And you have the rest of them that are trying to get Waverly and Nicole. Okay. Nobody else notices what's happening. I mean, it just seemed a little weird, especially the ones that were on Bobo's side. Right. But okay. I digress. You know, I don't know why they assumed that in the barn is where they were going to find the trophy. Right. And then Rosita's like, oh, yeah, it's like under that wheelbarrow. Right. It's like, way to have it buried, guys. Way to hide that. It's like (laughs) you threw a blanket over it. Okay, what is this, Scooby-Doo? It's like (laughs) the worst hiding job ever. Yes, it was. But then Rosita decides, all right, that's it. I'm done with this crap. Going out there. Revenant face and all, glowing eyes, and then we just see kind of blood splatter through the slat of the barn back into their face, and they're like, ah! Yeah. Waverly tells them that destroying the trophy with fire will reverse the spell. Of course, detonating the explosives within the barn will cause a whole lot of fire and, perchance, brimstone. (laughs) Oh, it's great, because you have Waverly and Nicole are like, well, it's going to take out a lot of the revenants out there, too. We're not going to get out of here. And, and Nicole's all like, I'll follow you anywhere. And right. they kiss it. You have Jeremy's like, I don't want to die only having sex. What was it, two and a half times or something? And I'm like, <laughs> what? Just the fact that he throws and he's like, oh, I said that out loud. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, Jeremy being Jeremy. Yes. Oh, it's funny and sad because <laughs> I'm like, you're Same so time, yes. I love you. But yeah. It goes up in flames, and apparently it was enough to do the job. Yes. Because they're in the same place. They're in the clothes from their reality, the correct reality. Right. But they're... Still toasty. Yeah, it's like hair is all awry and soot all over. Like, they just came through an explosion, but they survived. Right. And they're like, yay, okay, we gotta go find Winona. Yes. <laughs> it was weird, though. It was weird and sweet, but just mostly, like... Okay, that was a lot of faith to go on. Right. But I guess, either way, you wouldn't be there for what happens next, so maybe not so bad. Exactly. Now, of course, Waverly was the one most interesting to watch in this episode. Unlike Doc and Dolls, Winona's presence in her life never softened her. In fact, it made her harder, stronger, more resilient, and in many ways, more hopeful. Hmm. Okay. This Waverly didn't have a strong and powerful older sister to look up to for the last year. That's very true. She was left alone after the deaths of her father and Willa and grew up without any anger at Winona for leaving, for being the heir, or for killing her father. Well, that's true. Mm-hmm. And also, this what- I'm thinking she didn't have any of that focus that she's had. Right, right. Absolutely. She didn't grow up tied to the place, these people, or the history. Yeah. Now, she did grow up with this tragic past, and the way we see her dealing with that past is what really shows you who Waverly is at her core. Mm-hmm. 
know, she might not be the hardened into ass kicking, clipping, shotgun wielding baby herb we've grown to love, but she's still strong. And she's strong enough to walk into an asylum alone and face down the man who killed her family. Now that takes <laughs> that says a lot right there. Yeah. But I felt like she wasn't strong and focused enough to do all the things she did in regards to her schooling. Right. Where, you know, she never learned all those languages or just in general history. Like, all that stuff that she did because she was mad at Winona. So, like, none of that happened. So, right. yeah. I don't like alternate Waverly. Not as much, no. no. But she was, at least at the end, before she came back, she was able to admit that she did have feelings for Nicole, even when she didn't really know. Right. So that's a big boost for her. Yeah. Oh, now we have to talk about some bad things happening. That's right. Because I don't understand this either. Okay, we see the widows and Bobo are at the church ruins, and Bobo realizes the spell has been broken and is bewildered why he's still around. Well, yeah. Oh, because he doesn't realize he came back before. Right. Before this whole thing happened, okay. Right, he still should be in hell. Mm Mm-hmm. However, he does inform the sisters that he's refusing to go back to hell and that Demon Cludy also has the power to make sure he stays on Earth. So he's ready to make a deal here. So he takes the ring from Beth and with his super revenant powers effectively smashes it pieces in his hand. Okay, that's my question. How? Like, I don't remember him having that power previously. Oh, yeah. Did he? In last season? Oh, yeah. He had all kinds of superpowers. But how was he able to just crush that and break the seal? I feel like it would be stronger because they had to do like a spell. And I cannot remember how the first seal was broken. By them just beating the crap out of it? I thought that was the second seal. Oh, the first seal was broken off screen. Right. Okay. That's why I couldn't remember. Right. Okay. So. And Bobo's got a thing with metal. And so it makes a little bit of sense that he can control metal that he would be able to smash a ring. Okay. And, of course, we see Beth all giddy as a uh, schoolgirl. Yeah, she was weirdly excited about this. Oh, yeah. And Mercedes <laughs> was rolling her eyes so hard, she probably seen her brain. Yeah. So they uh, grab Bobo and head out. And we cut to a field of grass where we see Winona lying there. Finishing her line about the plate, she was saying to dolls when she vanished. Yeah, that was kind of funny, because at least they picked it up where she left off. Right. So She was in mid-sentence. Yes, yes. She wakes up, she finishes her sentence and goes, how did I get out here? Yeah, and she's like, oh, I'm okay. And she's like, maybe we should just stay here, because she kind of grabs her stuff. Like she's like, oh, you're in there, you're good too? Okay. Yeah. I love that she was doing that. But then she's like, oh, maybe we can... Just stay, it's quiet, then kind of sits up and sees Bobo and the Widows, and it's like, ah, crap, I don't even get a timeout from this. No, and she finds the fragments of Doc's rings in the grass, so she knows the seal has been broken. And then, double crap, because, you know, she's like, Doc's gonna kill me. (laughs) Yeah, and Baby Earp either kicks her in the stomach, or uh, says, uh, Mom, um... I think it's almost time. (laughs) Knock, knock, knock. Hey, um, time to make my appearance. It's like, no, not yet. This is not how I promised Doc. Right. 
And then it's worse because we see creepy Demon Cludy's eyes open. It's right. Like, oh no. These are not getting better. No. <sighs> so, a penultimate episode. Holy crap. Yes. I just still, there's just so many questions with the way it went. But, I mean, if you're just kind of removing one element and not everything, uh, I don't know. I still liked it. Don't get me wrong. I was just like, but what about, what, what, what about that? Uh, there was a lot of that happening with me. Yes. All right. I'm sure you guys have questions, too. And we want to know. So send us your questions at sci-fi talk at Podcast. I don't know where I was going with that one. Remember, it's S-Y-F-Y, because that's the channel we're watching all this on. And rate and review us on iTunes and all the other platforms you're finding us on, because good ratings and reviews help other fans find the show. Tell your friends about the show and the podcast, because we hope you're enjoying it. We hope that you want to keep listening. If you have questions for us, we want to hear from you. You want to join us on one of these episodes. We want to hear from you with that, too, because we have another season. Actually... Is it one or two seasons we're doing? One. For sure. No, we got one, yep. And we need to know what we're going to have, what's going to happen, because I know the next episode, it's going to be a heartbreaker. Come on, let's be honest. Yeah. Because what good can happen with Cludy rising, baby coming, and the seal is just broken and Doc's probably pissed. So for this episode of Sci-Fi Talk, I am Sean Fangirl S. And I'm Steve. No! I can't die. I've only had sex one and a half times. One and a half. Oh, my God. And until next time.